Welcome to Deep Spirituality. We've got an interesting series of podcasts that are going to be coming to you uh, called the Defeating Discouragement Series. It's going to be in five parts, we think. Uh, it could be more, depending on how long Cameron Straw talks, who's with us today, <laughs> and how long Nathan Schaefenau talks, who's with us today. Um, but this is an important podcast because uh, it's the holiday season. Now, if you're listening to this one, it's not the holiday season, that's fine, because it'll still work. But you know, the holiday season, if you listen to one of our guests who's coming up later, Mike Query, is every day, all the time. Uh, but one of the songs that comes to my mind when I'm thinking about the Defeating Discouragement series is Faith Hill's song, Where Are You Christmas? Uh, I want to say it's from uh, the original, uh, or not the original, but the Jim Carrey Grinch uh, movie. And uh, it simply starts out, where are you Christmas? Why can't I find you? Why have you gone away? Where is the laughter you used to bring me? Why can't I hear music play? Most people know to some degree or another that over the holidays is one of the more discouraging times for a tremendous number of people. Uh, people who've experienced loss throughout the year of a sibling, of a, um, a daughter, a son, a spouse, a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt. A lot of people remember back to holiday seasons when uh, traumatic things happened to them, hospitalization and sickness. Uh, in the midst of all the celebrating, sometimes people in pain suffer more because they see everybody else having an incredibly great time uh, but they're in misery. They're those who are alone, um, that maybe they're not alone physically, but they're alone emotionally. Uh, and so this is a series that's been put together for that reason, uh, to be able to hopefully encourage all of you out there that are listening, to encourage you personally, but also to help you encourage other people. Um, Christmas time is one of the most incredibly encouraging times if we can make sure we beat discouragement. And that's why this series is called defeating discouragement. And as Faith Hill sang about, we want to make sure that we help everybody listening and all of us in the room be able to regain laughter, laughter not at a joke, but laughter that's the joy of inside, being at peace, being free, being forgiven, being hopeful, believing, having a dream, having a vision, having a sense of destiny. And that really is what helps us hear the music play. One of the things we're going to do at the very beginning of this series is give you a small or short introduction or devotional, which is what I'm doing now. Uh, my name is Russ Ewell. This first episode is called Choosing God uh, from the Defeating Discouragement series. And really the sub-thought or the subtitle to all of these is Ending the Self-Defeating and Debilitating Cycle of Discouragement. Now, discouragement is a really interesting thing. I remember becoming a Christian um, and, um, and about, uh, eight days after I became a Christian, I left town where I became a Christian and went home. And when I got home, uh, the church that I went to was a lot different than the one I was part of, uh, less dynamic, less diverse, uh, less, uh, inspiration, uh, less involvement. Uh, it was, it was a pretty tough go. And, uh, I began to miss church. I was like, well, you know, cause I had to drive 20 minutes, which, that's nothing really now, but at the time when I was a student and borrowing my parents' car, it was a long way, and I was uh, I was just discouraged by being there. I remember I walked up, or I was talking to one of the Christians in that church, and he said, well, how long have you been a Christian? I said, well, about 10 days. He said, wow, you're really fired up. You're really excited. And I said, well, thank you. And he said, uh, he said I used to be like you. I just hope you can keep that. 
Uh, that was discouraging. Yeah. Uh, that was very discouraging. Uh, and so when I look at discouragement, I remember how I felt. I began to doubt God, doubt the Bible, doubt the church, the need to go to church. I had all of those things go through my mind. And I think that uh, holidays, um, milestone days, sometimes can be the times where um, the forces of darkness go to work on us the most to discourage us into unbelief. And so one of the things I've been learning is to ask the question and really answer it, why am I discouraged? Because at the time I went through that, I didn't actually know I was discouraged because discouragement for me doesn't usually produce sadness. It produces a tendency to quit. And so I don't go around depressed. In fact, I can be happy, but I'm quitting. And I've learned that when I start wanting to quit, I'm discouraged. Now, what about you? Do you know when you're discouraged? Are you aware of it? Maybe as you're going home for the holidays, are you even aware of it? Sometimes those arguments break out between us and other people because we're discouraged. We aren't aware of it. And what's really coming out is our bitterness, resentment, and cynicism about being discouraged. Hmm. And so in Psalm 42, let's start there. The psalmist asked this question, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Now, I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. Even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mazar, the psalmist says, my solution to my discouragement is I'm going to remember you. You remember that wonderful movie, the Christmas classic. Can't wait till I get Mike Query on here and we go head to head on movie classics for Christmas. We got to do that, Mike. Mike's listening. He's not on this one, but he's listening. A Wonderful Life. I mean, that's probably the number one Christmas movie of all time for, for sure. all who pay attention. Definitely. At the beginning, stars in the sky using special effects that we don't consider so special or to consider an effect. Franklin, he's the top angel talking to God. Bring in Clarence. Clarence is going to go down and help George Bailey. Franklin says, a man down on earth needs our help. Clarence, the angel who's not quite got the skill set, says, splendid. Is he sick? And Franklin responds, no, worse. He's discouraged. Mm. At exactly 1045 p.m. earth time, that man will be thinking seriously of throwing away God's greatest gift. And by talking about that, it was talking about the fact that George Bailey wanted to kill himself. He says, is he sick? And Franklin says, no, it's worse than being sick. He's discouraged. You know, we've been reading, and I hope you've been paying attention to it, life expectancy in the United States has declined again in 2017. An escalating drug and suicide crisis, along with a variety of health effects, have made the life expectancy of Americans worse than it's been in a century. And one of the things it talks about is there's diseases of despair that are causing the decrease in life. Overdoses, alcoholism, and suicide. Discouragement is the disease of despair. And the way I try to break them down for our discussion today is there are four states of discouragement. What I try to call it in my study of my own life and talking with people that I've been talking to who seem to be locked into a degree of sadness and discouragement is there's four states. 
The four states of discouragement, understanding, identifying our cycles of sadness. Number one is emotional discouragement. The day-to-day obstacles, difficulties, and disappointments. Those are just the emotional things that happen to us every day. Obstacles, difficulties, disappointments. The second state of discouragement is seasonal discouragement. Discouraging memories surfaced by a specific time of year. Seasonal discouragement. Discouraging memories surfaced by a specific time of year. The third uh, state of discouragement is situational discouragement. Moments of relationship rejection, personal failure, or missed opportunities where you're in a situation. The situation goes away, but in that situation, you experience discouragement because of rejection, personal failure, or missed opportunity. And then finally, chronic discouragement, which is a constant state of mental and emotional discouragement. It never goes away. We're not talking here about emotional health things. I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, and this is not a mental health uh, podcast. Uh, If you have those kind of situations or those kind of needs, you should go see a mental health um, provider or professional who can help you out. This isn't going to solve that problem. But what a lot of us don't understand is a great majority of us experience discouragement that can feel powerful in its impact and can even feel like we've got some kind of a problem. But what we're really dealing with is emotional discouragement, seasonal discouragement, situational discouragement, or chronic discouragement. And so we'll be talking about those more in the podcast as we go along. Once you get caught in that cycle of, sa- that cycle of, of, of sadness, it can sabotage our lives. See, when we get involved in one of those levels of discouragement, we usually end up in one of three places. We end up with an unfinished life, an unmotivated life, or unavailable. Unfinished means we've got unconquered discouragement that convinces us to procrastinate, avoid, or quit. I know that's me. We get unmotivated. If you're in a cycle of sadness and you just don't get out of it, you don't know how to get out of it, you get unmotivated. Unconquered discouragement crushes our capacity for hope. We become pessimistic and cynical. Unavailable. Unconquered discouragement deceives us into emotional isolation. This is one that's highly, highly underrated is that we become, when we get really sad and get discouraged, we might be very social and very personable, but we're emotionally unavailable. A lot of people think, well, I I just don't know how to share my emotions. I want you to check your discouragement level. You may be so discouraged, you shut off the rest of the world. Let's nail these last three scriptures, three or four scriptures, and then we'll get into our discussion. How does God make us emotionally strong? That's the thing we've got to be looking for. Psalm 62, verse 5, For God alone my soul waits in silence and quietly submits to him, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my defense. I will not be shaken or discouraged. A lot of the times we don't look and we don't understand that one of the reasons we collapse spiritually or lose our capacity to, to sort of stand strong in the face of discouragement, in the face of sin, in the face of failure, is because we really don't have a great relationship with God. We've got a, a, a functional relationship with God, but it's not the kind of relationship with God that keeps us emotionally strong. Uh, choosing God again, First Samuel one fifteen. what difference does prayer make? Prayer can make a difference. Listen to Hannah and the description of Hannah when she prays in First Samuel one fifteen to 16. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I'm very discouraged. And I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I'm a wicked woman, for I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Hannah is one of the incredible stories of overcoming and conquering discouragement. She doesn't hide her discouragement. She prays her discouragement. Psalm 40, verse 1. How does God lift us up? Out of discouragement. Listen to this wonderful scripture, Psalm 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me. That's amazing. 
the psalmist describes God as physically turning. He wasn't looking at God, but he had such an intimate relationship with God. It was such an emotional connection that he literally could feel God turning to him. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied, and steadied me. He steadied me as I walked along. He steadied me. In Psalm 40, verse 3, how does God give us new hope? This is our final scripture. And then we're going to get Nathan in here and Cameron in here. They're going to talk it up, give you a lot of practicals, give you a lot to think about. He has given me a new song to sing. Remember when you used to sing in the shower? Used to be happy? Because if you're discouraged, you're not singing in the shower right now. If you are, it's, it's you know, swing low, sweet chariot or something. <laughs> he has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. If you're low right now, let God pick you up. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. I can't wait to get into this discussion with Nathan and Cameron. Let's go. Let's talk about choosing God. Well, those are some awesome scriptures. This is Nathan, by the way, the voice of Nathan. But uh, the thing I was, uh, I kind of resonated for me is like, I think discouragement is embarrassing. Like to, for me to admit that I am, I am discouraged. The first scripture you talked about was like, the question was, why am I discouraged? And I can hate wanting to admit that I'm, I'm discouraged because I'm like, that means I'm weak. That means I can't handle it. And things that I've recently been discouraged about is I have these like back issues that just sprung up out of nowhere about over two months ago and it's become a chronic thing. They sprung up out of nowhere. Literally, I was sitting in like a booth at a burger joint. and A uh, burger joint. The burgers took me wait, out. Wait, I heard joint. It was a burger joint. It was oh, a burger diner. joint. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not, not, Don't not, that other the the not your joint. Oh, 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 okay. So you're sitting at a burger joint. And then by the next morning, uh, like three, three in the morning, I'm passing out because of pain and, uh, hitting my head on the window near my bed you're and kidding. like going to the hospital. Um, and it was because I had two bulging, two, well, the doctor said I have two and a half bulging discs in my back. Whoa. And so. I don't know what constitutes a half of a bulging disc, but you know, it is, that's what he said. Whoa. So for me, it's been about two, two and a half months coming up on three months, uh, in, in a little bit, but it's been discouraging having kind of this chronic issue because before I didn't really have many health challenges or whatever. I'm 29. Yeah. Yeah. So you haven't, you haven't seen this. You're not like me. No, not at all. I grew up playing sports, being active, doing a bunch of things, whatever, you know, and And you're in good shape and thanks man. I appreciate it. Hey, I got your back. (laughs) Um, burger joint so that's been like super discouraging is dealing going back going through physical therapy going to the doctors getting like x-rays and mris to figure out what even just finding out what is the solution right or what's what's actually going on um and then even last week i had a toe infection which really sucked Did that... what in the job <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then all as well my wife and i we've been trying to uh have a start a family for about a year and a half now right. and no luck whatsoever but seeing our different friends around us like oh, start yeah. their families yeah. it just yeah. feels uh, last friday kind of was the i think after the toe thing was the thing that broke the camel's back yeah. and i just started breaking down crying friday yeah. night and right. just like man right. i just feel so discouraged and so sad and i right. feel like i can't be there and so when the scripture is talking about being in the pit i love the pit 
the pit is where it's at when I'm when I'm discouraged because that's such a visual representation, at least in my mind, is I feel like I am stuck in a pit. But for me to admit that I feel uh, discouraged, I can it feels like I can't handle this, or that if I were to share this with somebody, they would say that you know discouragement can be relative. Yes. like that's yes. not that's not like. Uh, that big of a deal. You shouldn't be feeling bad. You're right. you're you're fine. The rest of your life is great. Right. You know. And right. so, because I grew up going to church my whole life, a lot of religious you know ness inside of me. Yeah. You know. And so yeah, there's that there's religiosity. That, yeah. There's that internal dialogue inside my head of like things are going on, and I'm just gonna deny what I feel, deny my discouragement. What, what do you mean? Okay, go ahead. Deny my discouragement that. and yeah. say like I can't, you know, I'm not discouraged or I should be able to handle this more. I should yeah. be able to, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah, or keep whatever. on smiling. Exactly, and yeah. you just kind of stuff it deep down inside and like not, you know, not just be honest about it. this is where I'm really because at. part of it is you don't want to be judged as being like a complainer because there's people yeah. who are going through much worse. Yeah, and so you're sitting there going, I can't talk to them. Go well, ahead. Well, yeah. it was funny because even when I was into the hospital or whatever, and they're like, oh, you know, they always ask you like, what's your what's your pain scale? Yeah. you know, one to ten or whatever. Yeah. I was like. And I said, well, you know, if 10's like a gunshot wound, then I'm like, uh, they're like, no, 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 that's not like what we like graded by, you know, like I'm, I'm comparing myself to like other people wound. in the emergency room. Right, and they're right. like, no, 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 it's all relative. Like, yeah. but it's just, I think it speaks to how much I'm like, I'll compare myself in my head to other people and be like, mm. well, I shouldn't be a discouraged as that dude over or that. So why didn't God help? Because I didn't want to be honest. I think the, the thing that I was coming to as you were reading the scriptures is, is like, is the psalmist or whoever's writing the Psalms, I don't even know, but there's, he actually went and actually admitted that truth to God and in his prayer and he prayed and humbled himself, Yeah, you know, of like, right. you know what? I actually am discouraged. And there is a, there is for me, the things I had to really pray about and be honest about. And I'm still like, obviously I was breaking down last Friday. And yeah, so sure. like, I'm still struggling with discouragement because I don't want to just be humble and say, I cannot do this without you, God. Right. I hate I hate saying I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Right. Admitting my weaknesses, admitting my insecurities, and saying that I am I'm incapable. Right. You know. Is that, it just even hard to admit that you are discouraged? Oh, totally. In that moment. Yeah, totally. To say that I'm super discouraged. So you're saying that one of the things that people want to learn from, and I want to get Cameron in here, and that's incredible. What you're sharing is incredible. One of the things you're saying is that God can't help you if you won't admit it. Totally, no. And the tendency is if the tendency is for people to hide their weaknesses. Yeah. But they don't realize by hiding those weaknesses, they're limiting what God can do to help them. Yeah. And I think for me it came down to am I willing to be humble? I think one of the scriptures we're talking about was talking about humility, but like I have an unwillingness to be humble when it comes to mano y mano with me and God. Yeah. And just being like, you know what? I'm discouraged and I can't handle this. I need you. I desperately need you. God. Some of that I think is when a person, I didn't grow up in the church, but when yeah. a person grows up in the church, they learn behavior before they learn heart. Totally. And so what happens is when you reach a point in your life where you go through things that are outside your control, it's hard to behave well. Mm-hmm. And so what you're, you know, it sounds like what you were describing, which is really so vivid and well illustrated and spiritually uh, explained, is that you reach the point of pain yes. where you couldn't just behave. Totally. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that grow up in the church, they haven't yet experienced their pain, but I don't want to be negative here, but it's coming. Yes. Because everybody is going to experience it. Because Life happens to everybody. That's exactly right. Yeah. And But I think the thing you should be encouraged about is that I've been through that. The whole crying, I got a long list of things I've cried about. Mm-hmm. And some of them were ridiculous, but uh, others of them were, were on your level. Mm-hmm. But when you start to cry, you're releasing the stress and your body and your mind and your heart are, are, are saying to God, I can't do it. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good thing, but oftentimes it's not rewarded. 
What are you thinking? Um, I mean, these are really good, and I can relate to Nate a lot with the chronic. Um, I know we call it chronic discouragement, but also the chronic illness, if you will, or chronic yeah, pain. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had all kinds of issues since I was a kid. I didn't. I wasn't always aware of those, but turns sure. out it was depression, anxiety, along with a, a bunch of gastrointestinal issues. I have this thing called histamine intolerance, uh, which is crazy. But I, I think uh, for me, so I can relate to the chronic uh, discouragement a lot and the emotional discouragement because I think I get used to being discouraged. And it kind of dawned on me actually this last Saturday. I haven't played basketball in a long time, right? But I was playing basketball at Stanford, uh, you know, and I and I didn't do the best because it had been like six months. Come on, Cam, yeah. shoot the J. Uh, and then the time before that was probably six months before that. Yeah. But I'm playing and I give up one of the game winning shots. Uh-oh. And my team is not face? happy with me, right? No, of course <laughs> oh, not. And uh, one of the was guys... Was Nathan on your team? I just no. want to check. <laughs> okay. I, no, I didn't know any of the guys on my I team. Can't be around uh, around my friend was run. on the other team. So I, my friend was actually one of the guys that got the game when he shot on me. But I I go back to the sideline and my, my teammates are kind of angry. And one of them's talking. And then I'm like, yeah, my bad, man. And he's like, you know what? It's all good. I just hate losing. And I was like, yeah, me too. And then I realized... No, I don't. I don't hate losing. I'm used to losing is what I realized. <laughs> and I was like, this guy's competed at a higher level. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, I had yeah. not gotten there. And I, and, and, But I started thinking about my life. Right? Yeah, and, I, yeah. and this is where I think prayer is important. I was able to pray about this and learn a few things where I was like, wow, I'm like chronically discouraged. I didn't say that in my head, but that's – I was like, I'm used to being discouraged. And that's, I think, the same thing because from health challenges, things not getting better, I, I don't have all the uh, – you know, I guess successes that you would normally see. I guess in um, when I compare my life to most Cameron's people, Cameron's doing a quote sign just so you yeah, know. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the worldly uh, you know accolades. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess you could say. I, I mean, I graduated college, but that took me a long time. Uh, but there was things like that. That's maybe yeah. the only thing I have on that on that accolade right, uh, right, list. Right, right. But um, I so I can. I think the the holidays especially could be a time. I know for me, yeah. That I'm then very aware of all these things that I, I don't have that other people have. Right. Mm. So there's a self focus and there's an other people focus thing that I get into and I compare myself. Right. Yeah. And um and so I I realized that in that prayer that okay I'm just I I've been used to discouragement and I think the holidays can bring that up for me. I I call it Single Awareness Month because uh, you know Single Awareness Day. Single is- <laughs> Awareness Month. That's the, is that December? Is there's, that there's a yeah December. December is that a single uh, you know, shot. Basically, from, uh, from Thanksgiving to uh, a single Christmas. donut. What are you talking uh, about? Well, you know, because the Valentine's Day is one day, but then you got you're seeing all the couples. You, if you're alone, if you're yeah. single, yeah. Alleged, I mm-hmm. have been a lot of yeah. holidays. I'm not this holiday, which is nice. Yeah. But, um, now I just want to, for the record, I want to say Cameron's a very young person. For those, <laughs> for those out there who think he's 60, he's not even it's not close. Over. Yeah. So the I could imagine though, because yeah. you know, you're seeing your sibling, like for me, all my siblings are now married. Yeah. So I'm, they're doing their own thing in the holiday. Yeah. The kids running around. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they want kids yet. But yeah. I, I, I can, I can want that marriage want that life. And, and I see that I don't have it. So I see, I found myself wanting around this time and, and, and comparing myself. So there's so and many. That, and that is discouraging. Oh, that, and that could be for sure discouraging. Why is, I, I know this is going to sound yeah, infantile and stupid to say this, but why is it discouraging? Right. I think it's discouraging because I think, well, for me, it can, it can go, I'm not good enough. I did. It mm-hmm. makes me think about my failures. It's another, it's, it's so, so sometimes marriage and kids can be another right. accomplishment. Right, yeah. which is sad because it really we shouldn't see marriage and kids as an accomplishment, but I think that does happen. Well, you've right. reached a new life stage and you're yeah. farther along right. than yeah. Joe I'm Snow ahead. back there. It's the same whatever. thing you said about graduating college. Like who in the content world cares yeah. when you when you when you when you do any of it? The, the ultimately right. it's life. But what happens is people are are okay. So people are competing all the time. Right, right. I grew up very, I grew up competitive, very competitive. I don't know if I was very competitive. I was pretty competitive. 
And what you what, what I was always doing was was measuring myself by other right. people, which yeah. is what you're describing. Right. And I would tell you this: it doesn't matter what you accomplish. If yeah. you accomplish a lot or a little, right. everybody still... feels like they don't have enough. Right. I remember when I got to college and I sat in the room with some people and I thought I was pretty awesome and I was like, they've accomplished so much more than me. And suddenly I was shoved back to eighth grade. Right. You know, yeah. mentally. there's always someone ahead. Yes. Yeah. Now what I want to ask you is this: yeah. Why hasn't God helped? Right. Well, I think He has. Okay. I think my thing is my focus, and so. I, when I, that's when I'm focused, I'm focused on the people. I'm focused yeah. on the problem. I'm yeah. focused on my pain, even yeah. talk mm-hmm. about the chronic illness yeah. and I, I lose God and I lose purpose. And so the thing I like about God, I was reading Philippians one recently. I like these scriptures too, but it helped me cause Paul, you know, Paul's in jail and he's rejoicing. Yeah. Philippians one, uh, verse 12. Yeah. You're going hardcore right there. Through 18. And he's, well, but this is what, really what helps me yeah. because I can get down on myself and sure. go, and think I have a right to be discouraged. Yeah. Mm, and, yeah. I, and I'm like, well, I'm in pain. You know, yeah. like I'm sad. Yeah. But, you know, that you read someone like Paul or Jesus and it's like you can't yeah. make excuses anymore. <laughs> but with, but with, uh, yeah, you go to those two dudes. <laughs> yeah. It's a little troubling. But I'll, I'll read it just for the, cause I don't want to butcher it. But in Philippians 1 12, he says, now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace garden to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly so here's paul in jail and he's like seeing that the palace guards now are get to know god because of him he's seeing that other people are encouraged because of his chains yeah and that's the thing that i think when i'm discouraged i'm totally losing sight of that right and i have lost sight of it yeah like currently i'm working on it because i'm like wow i've been so not about my purpose i've not been thinking about anybody else yeah i've not been thinking about my relationship with god how this could even help me get closer to god absolutely and, and so I just lose, and then I'm just, like you said, I love the, the, uh, the, the word you used was cycle of discouragement or debilitating cycle of discouragement. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Cause yeah. I'm just, it's just one thing after another yeah. and it just tallies up. Well, we won't be doing this today, but yeah, I think yeah. what you just underlined is the need for encouragement. Mm. Oh yeah. Man. And that what we need to be doing for each other is encouraging each other. Right. And, and, and whether someone's single, if you're single out there, you need friends who'll encourage you. Yeah. And, and let me tell you what, um, I think one of the things that isn't talked about enough is the extraordinary blessing that it is to just have life and to be right. single. There's an adventure in dating Seriously. and all that. It's a lot of fun. And I think people ought to enjoy I've been married. I'm going to be married 30 years, not in a few months. And nice. I, I, I like being single I mean, <laughs> right. in the sense that I didn't think it was a curse or anything else. Right. The problem is there's all those judgments right. that yeah. people are making about, well, why haven't you done this? Right. And why haven't you done that? Here's my thing. Everything evens out at about oh, age completely. fifty. So at age fifty, nobody's really? remembering Tell that. Tell us more. You yeah. know, and it just—it well, it's all just levels. It's just yeah. everybody catches up. It's right. like these actors and actors who you'll see them, men and women, yeah. and they'll be like, "I was the person in high school that everybody made fun of and bullied mm. and thought was ugly." And right. then you're looking at this person, you're like, "What happened?" Well, what happened is life evens out. And so I want right. to tell people like out there that are saying, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not coming home with the, the, right. the, the job or the, the, the number of kids or the marriage and then all that. You just got to repay attention to Psalm 40 verse two. Right. He lifted me out. Yeah. Right. And that's why you don't want to choose God. The problem with a lot of us, and I'm talking about myself here mm. too many times. I've tried to lift myself out of the pit. Completely. You just he try to climb out. out. Say claw, that again. You just try to claw, claw your way out <laughs> and exactly then you end up right. sliding back down. And you keep slipping. Exactly. What I like here, and Cameron, you've done a great job describing this. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, which Nathan talked about. But you know what you talked about? Out of the mud and the mire. Yeah. The mud and the mire. If you've ever been stuck in mud and it gets on you, yeah, yeah. it's really difficult to get out. But yeah. guess what, everybody? This is Deep Spirituality, Choosing God, the Defeating Discouragement series. We're going to help everybody get out of the mud and the mire. 
We look forward to talking to you again in episode two. We hope you enjoy this episode. Be sure to check out our website at deepspirituality.net where we have devotionals, videos, and articles. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Deep Spirituality and click subscribe. You can also find us on all your favorite social media platforms. So be sure to give us a like or a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback and listen to what you enjoy or anything we can improve on. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.